Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and this week, the games are back and more intense than ever before. That's right. It's uh, E3 2021. Uh, it's a little different this year in that they didn't have the in-person event. Uh, it's all remote, and this time it actually happened, unlike last year. So I uh, thought it might be fun to kind of go through some of the neat games that I saw from the weekend. But I thought it would be more fun if I invited a couple friends to talk about it with me. So I've got uh, Brandon Chockney. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? And Di Billick. Hello, it's Di Billick, and I'm ready for E3 2021 to be double because E3 2020 didn't happen. Ooh, that was me before E3, and now I'm just I'm starting to dig my own grave. I'm excited for an E3 postmortem to really dive into uh, things. This is good. Yeah, I should continue the uh, the death metaphor. Let, let's have an autopsy of E3. <laughs> Perfect. I, and talk about how it died. I was gonna I was gonna pose a a, a general question to to you too before we kind of dive into anything specific. But how do you overall um, with E3? How do you feel like it went this year? Well, uh, I think it's an improvement that it happens. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, like really, like that was necessary. Otherwise, I don't think E3 would happen at all mm-hmm. next year. And I'm, I'm still not sure that it will because it just, it seems like it was a thing where everyone agreed they were going to show their stuff around the same time. But they're like, you don't need E3 to do that. Like, you could have other organizations do that or like the companies could just kind of decide to split up and do it on their own and, and get better uh, signal that way. It just, right. I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel like it was well done or necessary. Uh, I rated it a five out of 10 just because Oof. like Bill said, it happened and that was right. very good. And we all got hyped up about it, and that was really fun. And it was an excuse to, you know, just, like, really think about and rate the upcoming titles and what, you know, like, think about what we're excited about and make our lists. And even though, like, we were really let down, probably, I'm guessing you guys were too, um, you know, it's it's still a net positive at the end of the day. Right. I mean, it's news, right? Yeah. 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 I think, I think my main thing, I I boiled it down to like two kind of main factors that I think made this somewhat like of a failure somewhat, Um, you know, and and the two main factors are that it was four days long to, it, it should have been like half of that. Right. Can you imagine if they had gotten everything scheduled within like two days of e3 how much more like kinetic that probably would have felt and it wouldn't have been so obvious that so many uh, companies just didn't have a lot to share uh it may maybe would have gone down easier if there were just less days involved um that's that's my my one point and then my second point is i think the absence of sony is like just it kills it, right? Without Sony being there, um, it feels like there's something missing. And I think it's going to continue to feel that way um, until E3 just kind of dies and everyone just does what <laughs> Sony does, which is they all just have their own individual things and they don't worry about it. How do you, both of you, feel about... I mean, because it, it seems a little obvious that 
E3 might be phased out by other things. And, you know, like the companies like directs and, you know, the Sony state of play. Those are special things to announce games. But like, how do you think about the game awards totally replacing E3 as an event that we all get to like celebrate gaming every year? Because with E3's award or, you know, yeah, like the E3 awards is what they called them. I'm not obviously tuning in because I think it's happening right now. But it seems like they're trying to kind of become like a bigger thing. And I think they really miss the mark. And I think that, you know, the game awards can actually take the place of E3. What do you think about that? Well, the E3 awards have existed in the past. It's a, it's a thing where it's based on, from what I understand, you know, uh, they'll invite some, uh, like influencers, members of the press out to an event to like see the games before actual E3, like a week in advance. And then, uh, they'll like, you know, submit a ballot. The people there will submit a ballot based on like what they liked, what they didn't like. And that is where the awards themselves are derived from. So like that, has been happening in the past like but this is the first year I, I agree that like i felt that was hyped at all like it seems like that's part of like the whole presentation but like clearly the big difference here is like no one has touched any of these games yet we're all going off of like our very very narrow curated view from a trailer and like we don't know what the people who actually played the game saw exactly and you know as far as the awards are concerned i thought those were based off of actually going to e3 physically trying the game do you know what i mean like what are they basing it on now i mean you just said but how do you glean any type of information from something shittily cut together like like that final fantasy origin trailer which is absolutely the biggest laughing stock of the year and then you know like playing the demo a lot of people agree it's it's okay it's pretty good but like you can't couldn't have gleaned that from that horribly cut trailer right i i think i think not necessarily the the game awards being um the ones to to replace them but this this might be a a nice segue but i think something like summer games fest right which is which is like the same time it's basically the, the game awards without the the other aspect of it right without any of the awards um yeah so it's it's something like that where it's I could see that becoming more and more popular where it's like one event that's all like cross-platform that uh, each company gives like one to two things that they want to contribute to it. And then they save the rest for their own individual conferences whenever they want them. But if it like aligns with a particular uh, uh, release, then they might throw it onto like be announced at summer games fest i could see that becoming more of a thing where it's one event you tune in for two hours whatever and you just get a bunch of stuff uh, across xbox nintendo sony etc and just uh i i could see something like that rising up because i thought summer games fest was was pretty successful yeah i mean the fact is that you know some of these companies are just not that good at marketing their own games and like that's not their fault. Like, that's just not like their strength or their core competency. So, you know, you see a lot of people who are uh, kind of being probably shoved into roles that are they're unused to or they're not used to uh, engaging with an audience of gamers. Like they may sure that like they have probably done some speaking 
at like uh you know a, a manager's conference in uh in Oslo uh <laughs> Norway or Sweden uh but like nothing well like where oh we're going to beam you out to you know 20,000 gamers and if you stumble over a word they're going to uh meme it for the next uh 3 to 5 hours right <laughs> yeah <laughs> also with covid going on you have people stepping into fill roles that they haven't before exactly with the marketing situations like there are usually dedicated people and like remember when keanu reeves fucking yeeted himself out onto the stage and everyone was like i mean like that there's nothing that was able to be sensationalized like that this year and when you don't you know when you have a virtual event then that's that's to be expected but don't you want to like i don't know i thought like I thought they would have something more. You know what? It made me feel like they they rushed together to get something for E3. You know, like not the, you know they universally like a lot of these a lot of these developers. That's what it felt like to me. Well, it's it's still it's still clear that so many people are still so impacted by COVID and are just so delayed in getting things together still. And um, you know, it's it's definitely still a factor this year. I'll be curious to see what 2022 is like and like if if it's like full force all the everyone's firing on all cylinders you know with with uh, another event if E3 happens again next year in in person it's true I mean uh, like uh, a lot of com- companies a lot of countries are still in the thick of it with covid I mean we are all privileged that you know knock on wood uh cross our fingers it seems like COVID is becoming less and less of a thing in the United States. And hopefully it stays that way. I mean, we don't, we don't know for sure, but right. it's looking like that. But a lot of countries are like still in the thick of it. Like uh, their vaccination or like where they're, you know, have a majority of people vaccinated is months and months away. And so like, then you're talking about like, they're not really spinning up again fully until like 2022 and getting like where we are right now, where we're still just like kind of getting our footing again. And mm-hmm. so- you know, you like uh, you know, I, I don't wish any ill will on, on you know like Japanese companies, but like you got you got to imagine it's going to have a, like a harsher effect on on their productivity, like in their production line, trying to keep things going. Where we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think uh, no, I got nothing. Uh, so yeah, just to <laughs> shift gears just a little bit here. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned the Summer Game Fest. Yeah. And it sounded like we kind of wanted to touch base on each of the main conferences. And I'm, I'm defining the main conferences here as Summer Game Fest, Ubisoft, Microsoft slash Bethesda, Square Enix, and Nintendo. Those were the ones that seemed to have a lot of new announcements. So that's, you know, where I drew an arbitrary line. Uh, so uh, starting on Thursday was the Summer Game Fest. Uh, what did you two think about that one? Oh, well, there are two games that I am excited about from E3. Just two. I'm not saying that I'm only going to buy two. I'm saying there's two. They gave me the happies that filled me with mirth. And one of them was at the Summer Games Fest. And I'm sure you can guess which one it was. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) Um, 
That's right. Uh, I, you didn't chronicle. So that <laughs> wasn't there. Sorry. <laughs> Elden Ring. It looks so good. It looks amazing. It I does. was blown away. I was blown away. And I had pretty, I, you know what? When you, when you have all the hype around something, you temper your expectations. I never read Game of Thrones. I still like high fantasy stuff and I read a lot of high fantasy stuff. So <laughs> just like seeing, seeing the, Seeing what they did just with that trailer, it was so exciting. And it releases so soon. That's January 21st, 2022. That is so soon. It's the day before my birthday. And I am so pumped for that. Yeah, to go from not snow, like seeing it at all, not anything, to this kind of big blowout with a pretty, pretty extensive trailer, uh, gameplay, a release date. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it looks really good. I, I'm... I'm excited because I mean, I I the only Souls game I've really played is uh, Demon Souls, and it's a remake, right? So I felt like I wasn't in the I wasn't experiencing it at at the same time f- with fresh eyes like everyone else. Uh, so this is the first like upcoming like Soulsborne game that I feel like I can get in on and be a part of with a bunch of other people. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to, to venture through that. Um, yeah, it looks great. Super impressive. I mean, all the designs of the creatures and the like main characters and the armor and stuff like that. It all looks, looks really, um, pretty and what you would expect from, from software. So I'm, uh, I'm into it. So that's the whole thing with like, you know, with Souls games, you kind of expect like a darker, like a, you know, like a darker layout. And I'm not saying that the character and setting wasn't dark. I, you know, like I'm talking about literally dark, you know, it was beautiful right. and like, you know, had bright colors and there are so many different, you know, you like you weren't, it's, it wasn't just a dungeon crawler and there's nothing wrong with dungeon crawlers, you know, but I mean, I didn't expect that. And right, it's like they dialed down the gothic fantasy aspect of it down just like a couple of notches. um, Yeah, to where it feels like a little less, yeah, a little less like um, almost horror based, um, and and a little more uh, like high fantasy. Yeah, and you want your high fantasy to be dark in a video game usually you know like if it's i mean if it's this like you know slit everyone's throat there's blood everywhere you you know you want that (laughs) it's so nice that they also made it beautiful Mm -hmm. just makes it more palatable to me anyway no i mean it looks great uh i'm happy for uh the the souls fans out there it's like that was the big one where i think that everyone was hoping would materialize this year like out of all the games out there, like this and one other game were the ones people were like, please let this be the time that it shows up. And it did. So I'm really glad. Um, not for me, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, to, to each their own. Mm-hmm. I tried with Bloodborne. I tried with Dark Souls. I, I, I'm fairly sure I know I do not want this game, but you know, uh, it will deliver for the people who are looking for this kind of experience, it looks like. Right. The only other the only other ga- game from Summer Games Fest I wanted to comment on was um, a game. It's more this is more like an honorable mention because it's a game you and I will be playing, Bill. Um, and it's, we will be playing it. We will be. It's the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes, um, which was uh, a showcase that 
at Summer Game Fest and also shown that was the only thing they covered, I believe, at the Bandai, Nam- uh, Bandai Namco um, conference as well. Uh, so wait, they, they didn't show anything at the Bandai Namco thing besides House of Ashes? Yeah, I think that was like their big thing. They showed House of Ashes. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a choice. Uh, but I mean, I feel like we can't break tradition at this point. We got to continue. Oh the no! Anthology. Yeah, we'll play it. Yeah, you're bold. We'll play it. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're. I mean, L- Little Hope was pretty rough. I felt pretty but, bad. Uh, pretty bad. Didn't enjoy it. But I, I, I think. I think. Well, I say I didn't enjoy it. Uh, there were moments that were fun. Um, but I, I'm. There's always a floor with cooperative gaming. So like yeah. we hit that floor. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, make a mention of it here because it was showcased at Summer Game Fest. Uh, so question for you both. Uh, who do you think looked happier to be there? Uh, Jeff Goldblum or Giancarlo Esposito? Oh, Giancarlo. <laughs> Giancarlo, for sure. Yeah. He, he was seems, into it. Yeah. I, I, I've seen him do uh, like other interviews. Like I've seen him interviewed like about the Mandalorian and stuff. Uh, and he is just so game for these different worlds and this like, I, I, I love his enthusiasm when it comes to other uh, projects he's involved in. Um, and I'm not going to get Far Cry 6, but I'm sure he'll be great in it. I'm excited for Far Cry fans because it looks great. But yeah, it's, I'm going to be missing that one too. Yeah, I, I, I got to agree. He, he looked like he fielded the question about the Mandalorian character versus his uh, Far Cry character. Like he was... Very uh, excited to talk about those and like kind of push his character and like the point of view of his character. I, I appreciated that. So uh, you can't a, you can't convince me that Goldblum knew what he was promoting during that. I don't believe <laughs> he had any idea. Uh, I, I can't tell if that's just like an affectation of his or he just really didn't give a shit. Like <laughs> I think it's sort of his like character to act like kind of indifferent and in a haze. So. I don't know if that was any worse than any other time he's like done these kinds of uh, press events. Right. I mean, I love him. I just don't think he had really any uh, sort of um, connection to what he was talking about or reading off the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like put a little, put a little of your dick in it, man. Not your literal dick. <laughs> you know, your, your soul dick. Well, you know, know. if we shoot it from the, just the, the, the waist up, it could work. It's just, it, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> nothing, I don't, I'm not a fan of Keanu Reeves, but I feel like everyone was so hyped about that. And there's no way that they can replicate even a fraction of the hype that they created with Keanu Reeves and an audience full of people, you know? And that game sure. was so hyped up and it was all for nothing, really, just because all the glitches and stuff. But like, I don't know. I that's kind of a part of why I think this. I mean, like, it's great that they had celebrities that are in the games. Hooray! But it just isn't the same when it's not in person. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean the the Keanu Reeves reveal. It was like electric. Like how everyone was so excited for him to be there. He seemed really pumped up to be there too. So I mean, it was a a, a very. Uh, I'm not going to say historic. Don't call it historical. Uh, <laughs> a, a very uh, classic moment. And uh, not yeah. nothing against those actors. Nothing against them whatsoever. And nothing against like the program even. 
it's just the circumstance. So yeah, I mean, overall, uh, I, I liked Summer Game Fest. Like, it felt like, you know, Jeff is a pro and, and he, like, pretty smoothly handled things. Even when there were a couple technical hiccups, he kind of just, like, la- laughed it off and kept rolling. Like, that was an event where, like, he must have, like, some company behind him that, like, helps uh, keep things organized because, like, they really did a good job, like, better than some of the publishers, honestly. So, like, Hell yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, though. Yeah. Uh, so next was Ubisoft, right? They were on Saturday? Yeah. Ubisoft Forward, yep. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in, in years past, uh, I felt like I could always count on them. They'll have a Rainbow Six game. I have an Assassin's Creed game. I have a Just Dance game. But this year, it felt like there was some uh, f- fun stuff in there that was a little further off the beaten path. Yeah. I mean, I, one thing I know, I, I don't have anything from that conference that I'm like super stoked about, but I thought it was interesting that they are not doing a new Assassin's Creed. It's just DLC for Valhalla. So they are just continuing to to run with their current game as opposed to uh, churning out another Assassin's Creed. I would like to talk about that. I, uh, I, I didn't get very far in Valhalla without bowing out and playing a different game. I am going to finish it. The one thing I'm very excited about that they announced was the education mode or whatever they called it for Valhalla. It's an education mode where you get to learn about, I don't know if it's just the map or or what but i know like there was some integration of like how jobs work and stuff that is right up my alley it's you know like the nerd learning stuff like holy crap i mean isn't that amazing i it's everyone's like no it's dumb but i think it's super cool just because if you play valhalla it is so i mean especially on the ps5 it is so remarkable you know, just, you know, the textures and everything that they have. And, you know, they, they really tried to replicate the real life map. And they, I think they did such a good job. And just like, it's, it's such an immersive world experience. And I think it's really cool that they tried to add an education mode. I think, it, I think it is too. Yeah. I, I think anything game, a rising tide lifts all boats, anything that allows games to be exposed to a greater audience and even in a different forum is uh, I think that's pretty good. I, I'm totally on board with it. I'm going to let you know how it is because I'm definitely going to get that DLC for sure. Please do. Yeah, I, I would be genuinely curious to uh, know how that operates and what it does. It, that's uh, the only thing that stood out to me for Ubisoft. Uh, there were two things that stood out for me from this one, and that was uh, I was surprised to know they were giving Rocksmith another go. Like uh, That's a thing where the, the Instagram market has uh you know it's gone like there i it's very very hard to imagine there's going to be a new rock band or guitar hero in any time in the near future but with rocksmith where it's it uses like i guess your own guitar and like you kind of can connect it to your uh system or whatever uh i think that's really cool that like they're gamifying like they're taking the next step of not just like making a game out of playing the guitar but like Making a game out of how to learn how to actually play the guitar. I thought that like, was that's really cool. Super to cool too. Yeah, and the fact that you can use your own guitar as long as it has a, a pickup, <laughs> so cool. Not a pickup. Um, <laughs> the pickup is the, in the middle. The thing in the middle of the electric guitar. What is it called? Input. As long as it has an input, 
and yeah, that that's great. That's great. And then uh, I was uh, happy for them to be making another Mario and Rabbits. Like that was oh right another thing. That was another previous E3 moment that kind of came out of nowhere and like really surprised everyone. And seems like the game was received well and it sold well, and they're just going to do another one of those. And, you know, uh, I I don't know have much to add besides that, but it's like that's cool. I think it's a neat thing that that exists. I think yeah. it's really I think it's really smart that they're pulling a lot of elements from Galaxy for it too. Um, it, it seems like really you, you know people had just kind of reengaged with Galaxy with the All Stars um, collection uh, last year, and I think this is. Last year or earlier this year? Oh my god, time. Um, but uh, I think it's cool that they're they're pulling from that world for this because it's you know a lot of people love Galaxy. You know, it's uh, painful to admit, but like you know, in the original, I didn't play all the way through, but I played partly through. Like they were pulling on some of the nostalgia strings for you know Mario sixty four because they've got the you know uh, lobby music from Mario sixty four uh, redone as like the, you know, uh, castle area mm-hmm. music. So, you know, Mario Galaxy came out in like 2007. That's about 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, a young kid who played Mario Galaxy is now in college or graduated from college. So they're probably trying to like get those people to be like, oh, yeah, Mario Galaxy. I remember playing that one. Right. I love it. I, I love that. That's really cool. Uh, the weird thing about that is that Nintendo accidentally leaked it right before the <laughs> conference, and they like, is this the one they leaked live on their website? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Wow. What uh, a what a what a ridiculous uh, what a ridiculous move on their part. I mean, someone, I got, someone fired. got fired over that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? It, yeah, there were a few of those. Like there was one for Elden Ring too, right? Yeah, I, I, it, there, I, I heard of a couple. I don't know if it was specifically Elden Ring. That's too bad. Like another casualty of the all remote environment is like so many extra boxes to check. I, I would, I, I am really glad I'm not that person. I'm feeling <laughs> a very strong wave of catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you know what? The trailer was really cool, though. So, I mean, what was it like three hours before the conference or a day before or something like it wasn't it wasn't a horrible flub like two months before. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I think it was like the morning of like Saturday morning. I saw some tweets about it. And then that afternoon is when they revealed it. OK, but yeah, that's that's all I had for Ubisoft. And so uh, moving along, that takes us to the Microsoft slash Bethesda presentation. Um, if I can just start here is I, I wanted to say that like with Microsoft, this is the one presentation that felt like the most like they had a cohesive plan yes. of like how they are trying to present their their platform to you. They had the most like a uh, ramp rampway laid out of like how games are going to come out over the next couple of years. Like you know, it was it was impressive. It, uh, like they yep. seems like they really had a plan. They really knew where they're going and like they're appealing to a a wide variety of audiences with their offerings yeah this was the conference of the of the uh whole uh this was the event of the whole e3 conference for me i thought it was uh a ridiculous amount of games they showed 30 games um over the course of um the event and 
they were able to boast that like 27 of them, I think, 25, something like some number around there are all going to be Game Pass related. I mean, they first they day, first day release Game Pass. First so first cool. day. Yeah, and I think it's they are I think really working on changing the gaming in- industry with with Game Pass and it's just going to continue to become and like an undeniable force um, that other companies are going to have to reckon with, whether that's good or bad for the future of the industry. I don't know, but I, I, I like the idea of game pass. I'm a big fan. I, I did get a series S um, this year. So I was way more invested in this conference um, than I have been in years past. And it was just so fun to just like get hit one game after another and be like, that looks good. Oh my God, that looks good. And so different from what I just saw. And I'm going to be able to play all of it um, if I want to, you know, it's not like I have to shell out 60 bucks a pop for each of these. So yeah, I was super impressed by um, the slate of games they showed all the stuff coming this year. Um, I, I thought there was a good balance of stuff this year and stuff, you know, down the road as well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really, a really nice conference. Or I feel like, I feel like you hit the nail on the head with that. And what it felt like to me is that, oh, okay, now this is the start of E3. Now we can start to get excited about everyone else because this is freaking cool. Hell yeah. It felt like you go to class and no one had their homework done, but Xbox had their homework done and Bethesda, they had their homework done. They got an A plus on that. Um, Mm. The only thing from that, I'm not into, I'm not huge into first person shooters uh, at all. And Mm. so something that just really, really impressed me and excited me was Redfall. I mean, the Dude. art direction, the design, the gameplay looks cool. I mean, like, not like they really showed a ton of gameplay, but like vampires no, yeah. with like cool futuristic it's, stuff. It's so cool. It was a really, I thought it was a really like great way for them to end the show. It's like a new, they didn't, I, I what I'm most impressed by is they ended the show on a new IP. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't end it on like Halo Infinite. They didn't end it on Starfield. They, they ended it on a brand new IP that looks um, interesting. I really like the the like style of how it looks. Uh, I mean, we just got a CG trailer. So who knows how a lot of that's going to translate. But I think they, they were coming in hot with that. And um, yeah, Redfall looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Here I was with my Prey 2 penance. And uh, shedding a single <laughs> tear as Arcade oh, makes yet another game that's not Prey. Right. Yeah. At some point, they're going to go make a Dishonored 3. And I know that's going to get priority before <laughs> they make uh, Prey 2. But right, going to keep waiting. Going to keep holding out. And, and Di, you said you said this this felt like the beginning of E3. Imagine, right? And I know I keep harping on this. But imagine if, so Sunday was the Xbox event. Imagine if Monday had been Sony's day. And then Tuesday had been Nintendo, right? How, how how different of a vibe that would have felt for the entire E3. 100%. Uh, Especially knowing what Sony has, I mean, coming down the, the tube. I mean, that's what I'm most excited about across the board everywhere. And like, yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't know. Mm. Not, not to go like broader like that uh, again yeah. and talk about like the conference as a whole. But I just want to touch on that real quick of like, can you imagine how we all would have felt about E3 if that one change had been made. 
But yes. Um, to, to go back into the games, uh, the, the ones I have written down that, that hit, hit me were Starfield. Obviously, we've been waiting to hear about that for a while. Um, it's a really far away still. It's November 11th of 2022. Um, but it was pointed out, if I can jump in here, that Skyrim came out on 11, 11, 11. So oh, just wow. wanted to toss that out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that had to be deliberate, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, we saw a lot of Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Um, they did like a bit of a um, like a story trailer CG stuff. Um, but uh, I, I thought the multiplayer looks like classic Halo. Looks fun. Uh, they still didn't give us a firm release date on that one. Holiday of this year, at least it's this year, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they didn't commit to a date. They just said 2021, right? So, I mean, yeah. that is leaving them some maneuvering room for sure. And then the two that I had that I wanted to talk about were uh, Somerville, um, which is uh, from one of the original um, like co-founders of the studio that made uh, Inside and Limbo. Um, they're making like a new game that um, I thought that short trailer was like really affecting. It shows like scenes out of order, right? Of this like family and it looks like there's some sort of like alien takeover. Something's going on um, and you're trying to, it looks like you're trying to escape. Um, I thought that looked really neat uh, and, and different and then replaced is the one that's like the the one that was like the 2D mixed with like 3D graphics, uh, like a side scroller type deal. Um, that looked really um, interesting as well. Those were the two that that really hit me that weren't like big names. Um, let's see. I mean, uh, I coming out of that presentation, I was really excited about Sable. That one is like, you know, that one's been re- revealed before, but still looks really cool. And that's coming out in September. And then uh, I was, you know, I didn't get my Prey 2, but we did get the Outer Worlds 2, which mm-hmm. I did not necessarily think was a given at all. Like, No, very surprised. It seemed like it did badly, but yeah. Yeah, still a surprise. And I think they had some good ideas there. I think one of the things that they'll have to reckon with, just like they're going to have to reckon with with uh, Starfield, I imagine, is how do you make a, a sci-fi RPG where it's meaningful that you're like, traveling between uh planets where it's not just like uh you know uh segmented siloed sections where it's like well you could just do that and be on one planet like what's the distinction between one planet and multiple planets in that case Mm -hmm. um that was a weakness of the outer worlds i thought is like there's nothing that makes aside from the fact that like one of these is like a space station architecture it's like these could just be on one planet so uh i hope there is a more imagining ideally of like what that extra uh space if you'll pardon the, the pun uh, allows like you know no man's sky it, it kind of got a lot of crap when it came out but i think uh in the meantime they've really really built it up and they really show like how to like make an immersive like you are on your ship and you fly down to the surface and you do a thing then you go back to your ship and you fly somewhere else and like it's meaningful that it's space travel well it feels uh, i hope to see that it feels like maybe No Man's Sky walked so Outer Worlds two could run. You know what I mean? Because they've they've that'd be nice. Lear- they've gotten to see what works and what doesn't. Um, do you think it's weird that we got 
Outer Worlds 2 and nothing more from Avowed. From, that's the from uh, Obsidian. That's their it's their Elder Scrolls that we saw. Uh, that we saw. What when was that? We saw that with that their last thing. Yeah, that was like last summer or last fall, right? Where they yeah. were showing that off. Yeah, yeah, that's a little surprising. Like, uh, yeah, same for like Fable. Didn't see anything anything about that. So, I guess those games are just kind of stalled a bit by COVID. Right. I really thought so, we were going to see Fable. Well, everyone thought the beginning of that Outer Worlds uh, trailer was Fable. Uh, it seemed like it. Because it looked like fantastical at first before it looked sci-fi. Um, and and the voice. I mean, like, you know, the voice actor was in that right. style. Right, making jokes. But yeah, no, I don't I don't have much more for Xbox beyond that. Really solid. I, I'm, I'm excited to see more of their future events now. Like, I, I whenever they're going to do, like xbox showcases i'm so in because now now they've set the bar i think pretty high for themselves die anything you wanted to throw in there as well before we move on all right then uh let's head on to uh the next conference oh marvel uh, yeah yes the, marvel the, now let's head yes, on to the marvel. marvel conference listen nothing against anyone hey, who this works for me likes any of that stuff because every single one of my friends does i can't ever get the comic book universes straight i never know who is what and what title is what (laughs) i like i like i I was a voice actor for uh what's the what's the thing i did the fantastic four thing like i don't i never know i don't know any of this stuff anyway i cannot believe that i don't even know what the game is called Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians the of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I don't even know. So Guardians of the Galaxy t- was 20 minutes long. And you know what? It looked cool as hell. It looked yeah. so cool. And I don't even, like, this is square. You know what we're expecting. We weren't expecting that all, a lot of people on Reddit and a lot of people online it, were expecting that. But, I mean, it was, well, it was they, 20 minutes. I wanted to they hate had- it. <laughs> they had I, stated I on in it ahead of time, right, that they were going to focus more on like their Western games. Um, so I, I had a feeling, I had a feeling we weren't going to get a lot of like um, Final Fantasy. I actually didn't know that, by the way. But that's yeah. They they could they gave us sent out a thing that was like we're talking about like Avengers and and um, Life is Strange and. Uh, uh, more they said and more so i you know people could think you know the maybe thing, there though, was some hidden stuff the thing about that is that's that's absolutely great and they were fine i just i can't believe that the pacing i can't believe mm-hmm. that they showed the whole game and i understand that they, i understand why they did it that game looks cool as hell they it was too like, long in, it, it, it was, was too, too long. long but they're integrate and you're right when you said that it had six endings it just kept ending and it's yeah. like okay yeah this game's cool as hell i don't know anything about guardians of the galaxy but i'm definitely playing this game because it's integrating and utilizing a lot of the mechanics that square does so well uh, you know like dialogue trees stagger bars uh it, it looked it was impressive but Jeez, man. <laughs> it was like a Marvel yeah. conference. Yeah. I mean, they, they just they have a lot of Marvel games going on at the moment. I mean, Bill, you kind of pointed out um, when we were chatting about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that it has a lot of like Mass Effect vibes as well. with a lot of the dialogue stuff. 
Um, That's right. Yeah, they were doing like some branching uh, paths for like where the dialogue could go. And like it looked like they had some uh, built in uh, branches to the gameplay uh, where like you could send a different character in to like do like be unavailable for the mission. They'd they'd go off and do something else. Even without knowing the background of a, of a game like that or of a story or universe like that, I think that it looked so cool that I mm-hmm. will probably get that game. Even though it made me mad, it's not the game's fault. <laughs> it's, it's just, the conference's it looks, fault. Yeah. It's the conference's fault. It looks so cool. It, it It is like all the elements that I love as far as like action RPGs where what the choices that you make affect the story. I love that so much. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exciting for sure. I think I think it's one of those it's one of those games where I mean, it's first of all, it's coming out October this year, so that's great. Another, I'm all for more games coming out this year. Um, but uh, it got I think it got a lot of pushback because people are still so um, have been, got so burned on that Avengers game, and they're they just think I, like I was kind of in that camp too, to be honest. Well, yeah, yeah, I, and I, I I understand that, but I mean, it's not. Crystal Dynamics, right? It is. It is. Um, uh, what? What is it? Eidos Montreal. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it. It's not. You know, it's, it isn't fair, but it did remind me a lot of the, the Avengers game and how it played out. Unfortunately, right, right. I mean, they're they're pulling a lot of they're, they're pulling the designs of the characters more from like the movies universe, right? I think people were were uh but of like of course they are because that's what's popular but um but i I think that the main the key differences here for guardians of the galaxy is that and i think it's a plus a lot of people were like what you only play as star lord you don't play as the rest of the guardians um you only control one character i think that's smart i think it's smart to focus in on uh that one um character and and how they play and then issuing the commands to the other characters in your party i think is going to make for a a much smoother experience as opposed to what avengers tried to do which is create like a bunch of different play styles with a bunch of different characters that don't all fully feel fleshed out i don't know it just feels a little more focused to me uh, like a, a little more like it knows what it's doing um that game so i i'm very curious to see um what it's like when it comes out in October. I'll be getting it. Is, I'm also not hu- to be- I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Just a huge fan <laughs> of Guardians of the Galaxy. So they I've had, seen, they I've had seen the Star Lord mask. Yeah, yeah, I got the Star Lord mask. I, yeah, they had me. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that you were. I'm glad you're excited about that. I'm excited about that too. The rest of their uh, so. So I actually hurt my throat when Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, which is one through six collection, uh, showed up because I was like, finally, finally, I can play these on console. I don't want them to be like, I don't even care if they're remastered. Like, give me the quick one. The fact that it's on Steam and PC and that's all they're doing. They're all, all those games are already on Steam and PC. Like, Like, come on, man. I screamed. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a matter oh, of time, right? What? It's just a no, matter. I know. Uh, and you know what's. Yeah, you're, you're right. It, it is going to happen. Not to fast forward, just, but when Nintendo was like, hey, at Nintendo's conference today, they had the, the big games that that square, you, you know, like the all the well, Life is Strange collection and Guardians of the Galaxy are also going to be on Switch. And yet, 
the simplest one final fantasy pixel remaster how <laughs> how is that not on switch what is the point right. of that i understand that it's probably what going if, to be, why even waste time what if uh I, I was gonna say do you think it would be cool what if they what if they did like that 3d 2d project like they're doing with the dragon quest 3 what if they did that for like final fantasy 6 or like final fantasy 1 uh, I mean that would rule. I, I, do, do you for see six especially? Do you see something like that happening? Because six is so popular that maybe they would do that as opposed to like a remake. They would do that kind of two D three D kind of remake. No, they don't really seem to care about those games. They don't so, seem unfortunately. To, they, they really don't seem to care. And you know what hmm. though? They've been receiving so much pushback on social media on Twitter that you know people are people have been begging for a six remake since you know final fantasy 7 remake was a real thing and announced what was that friggin 2000 when did when did it get announced like 2005 or something wait the the final fantasy 7 remake yeah Uh, i mean officially it was announced in like 2015 2015 right when it when it was first like there was always echoes of that but like the first thing that a bunch of people were saying when that was, you know, announced was like, "Where's six? And it, there's still so much pushback on it. Honestly, that would scare well, that would I mean, scare me. It's because what if they did it? Ugh, what if they did it wrong? Anyway, I would take any iteration of six. Yeah, that's why I would think something like that 2D, 3D type deal would maybe be more plausible than a full remake. And I would take that. Well, I mean, they, they still... They're still like doing it from the ground up, right? They they can't like use any of the assets. It's it's starting from scratch, so like it would be more cost effective to do it that way. But it's not like it's just you know even right. You're not saying it's yeah. I get what you're like. I I do get where you're coming from, but I still think like the degree of work it would involve. Like I mean, I think what what it means is. The fact that they only put it on Steam and mobile is because it's digital only in that way. I don't think they are confident that it would sell in, on, uh, on like a, in physical on like a PS4 or on a Switch. So like maybe. What if they bundled them all together? That's what I was Like what? One, one through 15? No, no, one no. Through no. Six. <laughs> Just one the through pixel six. One through six? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so here's the thing about those games. I'm like, part, you know, I'm not an insider. This is just like glommed from like listening and reading various things but like the reason you saw seven get a remake is all the people were still there like numura you know obviously is you know king uh, sure king dude at ff at uh square and he worked on ff7 katase one of the director i think on the original he's still there like they're all still there even though they're like older you know who who's the guy who worked on one through six die Here's the thing. Uh, there's uh, the uh, N- Nojima. I don't remember. I I honestly don't. Re- I don't remember. Well, I mean, just like I, I always think of like Uematsu and Hironobu Sakaguchi, who don't work at Square. They work for Mistwalker. They're making their own games. Like, oh, they're right, not right, there right, right. To be like, yeah. So like, they're not at Square to be like, hey, we should remake these games. There's no advocate internally. Like, mm-hmm. you know why we're getting a Legend of Mana remake? You know why we got like that collection of mana for the switch, even though it like had been 20 years and like there had never been a trials of mana English release. Cause that guy still works at, at square. That's so uh, he's like, that makes a lot of sense. We should do this. Yeah. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. So, I mean, but here, if that's the case and they're not going to give us these things, then at the, you know, like 
give it to us somewhere. Why don't you put it on the the NES and SNES online? You know, like the Switch online. Why don't you like sell it as it's? A, it, I understand that there's like they have to talk to Square about that, and there's negotiations that have to happen. But like, God, like put it on my Switch. You know, I have right. Final Fantasy IX on mobile, my Switch, and my PlayStation. Like, I <laughs> there are consumers out there who will buy every version of everything i'm one of them it i just like just this that's the thing too about you know like what we expected though as far as okay i gotta i gotta there's too much well, information I guess, flying through my head here the there's thing, nothing else for square i mean right there's nothing well, else to talk about no no nothing well, else from the presentation yeah i mean that that's chaos. the thing that the thing that chaos like that shows you like what level of regard they have for a classic Final Fantasy. They're like, we're gonna make a new version of Final Fantasy One, except we got this dude who's wearing a pajama top and jeans. <laughs> and he's got a sword and he's gonna say chaos eight times. And like we'll put Garland in there because you know Garland still kind of looks cool, but he's gonna call himself Chaos and sound like a freaking idiot. First, let's go back to let's go back to I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the stance of defending this game because I'm a loser. So you know the original Final Fantasy was a time loop where you become Chaos. So it's not out of the question that this guy is going to become chaos. And I think that's kind of cool. The other thing is I had upgraded my armor and optimized my armor set like five minutes into the game. And then I was no longer wearing a fucking old Navy Henley and it was cool. And I was like a ninja and I looked cool. And I no, no longer looked like fucking Kyle slamming monsters and punching drywall. It's I don't like that like the I don't like that they said that we wanted to center this story around an angry man <laughs> like it has to he has to become right. chaos or it has to be more convoluted than it looks. Anyway, the stance of, you know, d- defending this game, it had been leaked. So it had been hyped. Everyone was hyping it out or hi- hyping it up rather. And everything had been leaked like two weeks beforehand. That trailer was horrific. It was absolutely ridiculous. However, yes. the demo was good. Things need to be ironed out. After after it started working 48 hours after it was released. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's a demo available today. No, there's not. They, I mean, they must have been shitting because that was that was a debacle. I mean. It was a, it was nothing less than a debacle, but like, there are a lot of good things about the demo The you can be like a, it's, there are almost like blue mage elements where if you block at the correct time with not your block, but a different type of block, you can, you can use that attack as well. And you can do that to bombs and then, you know, how bombs self-destruct. I mean, like you can grab their fire move. And you can, you know, fire them and then they self-destruct. It's very, very cool. I really, really like the mechanics. There's a skill tree. The only thing I didn't like, and this might sound dumb, but the only thing I didn't like in the demo was the Cactuar was so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. He did the thousand needles and I died uh, several times throughout the demo. It was, the difficulty was 
good. It was like where I would want it when they say like, oh, we have this Final Fantasy origin game. It's like a Souls game and, you know, it's it's dark as hell. It's, I mean, like, it's really it's stupid looking. It, that guy's an edgelord, you know, like chaos. Yeah. It's... It, I mean that was that was ridiculous. If I does he say stuff seen, like "turn to ash," go well, to the, go to hell. Thing, you don't hear it. You don't hear yeah. him say those things. He says them under his breath because he only <laughs> says them in battle when he's like taking his like I forgot what it's called, but he after he kills someone he like takes their soul basically and they turn to red crystal, and it's. It's freaking cool. I like it. I like he just it. Says it under, I, he just says it under his breath. He just goes, go to hell. Well, it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> like with all of the sound ash. of the yes. gameplay, you don't, you don't, oh. I don't know. I didn't hear it, but I, you know, like it didn't stick out to me, but it was really stupid in, <laughs> in the, in the trailer, but I really, really liked it. I, I really liked it. It definitely needs work, but I, I understand why. So I mean, like I was, it looked like a friggin' PS2 game when the texture of the faces and everything in that trailer. I mean, it looks much better if you actually play the demo. It probably does, and I, I'm going to try the demo. And you know, it could still turn out to be a good game. Like I guess it just felt like before we saw the trailer, the idea of a Souls-based like Final Fantasy does sound kind of cool like because you know imagine with the souls games where you pick your class at the start of the game Mm -hmm. well you could do totally do that with the final fantasy classes like from ff1 like you could totally have like knight monk fighter and like build a souls like game off that or if you just like want to do a totally off the wall final fantasy game like with a like that's not set in a medieval timeline that's fine too like they've done that with the main series games and you could do it again but it just it feels so shallow. Like it's a, I mean, it, it reminds me of like a Devil May Cry game, but they just added the name Final Fantasy to it, and they've got Garland in there. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like they're really leveraging it in more than like the most base possible way. The name of Final Fantasy. I see what you mean, and I felt like that too during gameplay. Oh, God, another thing I hated was the companions because you don't, they don't have a health bar. So you have no idea how they're doing. And they also block attacks. So if you're trying to absorb an attack in order to use it against the person who's doing it, (laughs) you can't do it because they're in the fucking way. And you're like, come on, I want to explode this bomb. I want this bomb to self-destruct. They just sit there. It's like they are not intuitive whatsoever. But also during gameplay, it was less generic because there were Final Fantasy, you know, like the classic Final Fantasy enemies, like the bomb and the... Cactuar who was way too easy and did a thousand needles and if you're not dying with a thousand needles then is it really Cactuar but still the last thing I just wanted to mention super fast is that a lot of people who are expecting Final Fantasy 16 and anything with Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2 we didn't get it because they're saying because they're Sony exclusives they'll be at the next state of play so I kind of knew that coming in so I wasn't I wasn't expecting it, but what we got was just bad. Do you think, I don't think we'll hear about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two for a little while. Do you think we'll hear about it next Sony thing? I think we'll get a tease of something, uh, but I know we will get an extended trailer and a release date with 16. 16 is what I imagine they're going to put their focus in on for now. 
But maybe they'll do more with seven remakes soon. They might tease something, you know? Like, they might tease something. It, even if they don't, I don't care. I just wanted to see 16. Yeah, we'll have to wait since Sony opted out of this uh, whole weekend. We'll, we'll have to find out what they've got coming down the line. Maybe they'll do something this summer. We'll see. Yeah, maybe but, uh, maybe July. But who didn't opt out in, in the last uh, presentation we're going to talk about is Nintendo. They had their Nintendo Direct actually the day we're recording this. And, uh, you know, I think we're, people were still, you know, there were there was a little bit of disappointment. But I think overall, like when I went online, everywhere I looked, everyone was like, oh, wow, this kind of niche game is really cool. And it's right up my alley. And like there was something like that for everyone. So everyone kind of walked away with something to be happy about. Yeah, I agree. I, I think... I think overall they had, like you said, there was there was at least something that that spoke to someone that was watching. I think where where I have a few hangups is just there were things I was excited about that I, I even got to see, but the way it was like presented to me, I think is where I felt started to feel let down. I mean the you know speaking really of Breath of the Wild to. It was nice to see a little bit more, but man, it was it was a bummer that they didn't have anything more specific than what they showed. Um, or even a title. Like, they can't even give us a title? Kind of baffled by why there's no title. They, was, you tell me, did you tell me they don't know what the name of the game is? They have to know what the name of this damn game is. <laughs> I was waiting so long for this Breath of the Wild 2 we got that tiny little snippet two years ago, two E3s ago. And then, you know, like we have been waiting so patiently. And I, I, I same, everyone's so excited, but I felt so let down by what I saw just because it was one minute and 39 seconds, I believe. I, I just, it felt like a second yeah. long. I thought it was neat when he did the thing where he phased through the rock. I I, yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I, I love, <laughs> I love the way... I, I think it's there's a lot that was packed into that minute. I will say that, like, visually, right? I mean, Link has, like, super long hair. He's got, like, this corrupted arm. Uh, there's, like, all the, like, pieces of Hyrule that are, like, floating in the sky. Um, you know, I, there, there was a lot to, like, take in visually, like, different new enemies and whatnot. But, yeah, I, well, one thing I wanted to note, man, so everyone talks about how, like, Breath of the Wild is so Miyazaki inspired. Man, this one really ramps up the Miyazaki stuff, right? Like Link having a corrupted arm or like something going on with his arm is so Princess Mononoke. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then Castle in the Sky with all the stuff up in the air, right? The literal castle floating in the sky and all, all the other things. I just get like huge Miyazaki vibes from uh, from this new game. It's cool, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, we we don't know much, but it. I was intrigued enough by what I saw, and I'm like, maybe I'll give this one a chance. Nice, right? Good. I think you would. I I think that you would be able to overlook the uh, the mechanics that you hate about Breath of the Wild regular with a new game because it looks really cool flying in the sky and stuff. There was a new round of discourse going around today about like, so will they have the durability in this game? Like, 
And people saying like, yes, they will. And be like, oh, no, no, don't do it. So we'll, we'll see. We don't really know how that's going to go. Do <laughs> I what I say. It. I love yeah. that. I would want Love that. durability. Love durability. Um, love stamina. I'm pro stamina. That... I'm pro durability. We know. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> something that was insane to me was no Zelda Sorry, 35. Sorry, that was my phone. No Zelda 35? Like no, when, like no the, real celebration? When he said that there were no other... Well, no, yeah, Zelda 35, you mean like like Mario 35? Yeah. Um, I'm, I was... Not, not Mario a, 35, sorry, not Mario 35, sorry. Oh my God. Not Zelda 35 specifically, but no Zelda 35th, where we are going to get a 35th anniversary celebration. Right. None of that. That's that's what I was going to comment on when he said they had no other games or like campaigns planned. I was like, oh, beyond this Game and Watch thing. Oh man, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, that Game and Watch is cute, but that took all it, it like sapped all my like goodwill I had towards it when they said that. That was a huge bummer. You know, I mean, I just would say to that like the thirty fifth anniversary is a fairly arbitrary anniversary anyway like they can come up with a reason anytime they want to celebrate zelda like they they did the year of luigi so they can make any <laughs> they they can put lipstick on a pig anytime they want you're right i know but th- th- this means i gotta wait even longer f- to play like wind waker on my switch damn it which is all i want to do it's all i want to do i i can't don't force me to buy a Wii U. Hey, they're they're pretty inexpensive right now, but that's not going to last because those uh, tablet parts those are uh, not going to be replaceable pretty soon. Damn. Uh, the only the thing that I was the most shocked at is you know like I thought the Breath of Wild two was going to be my main excitability thing, but when I said two things filled me with mirth and happiness. The first one was Metroid Dread. I am so Dude. hyped for that game. So for sure, hyped. that's my looks- that's my game of this of this event. I thought it looked, uh, and I'm not even like a big Metroid guy, and I was so in on this game. It looks so cool as 2D, but the technology of being able to like have an OTS view, like over over the shoulder view when your weapon is upgraded, is so cool. It's so so cool. Yeah. It makes me want to get really um, excited. Samus Returns on uh, 3DS. I really want to play that now. Do it. It's by the same company too. Like it's yeah. the same Mercury Dream. They did a bunch of uh, Castlevania 3DS games before that, and then they did Samus Returns. Now they're doing this. Uh, yeah, you know, I I was coming into the event with like maybe they'll do Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch. That makes sense. Like, Joy-Cons, like, they could do, like, the motion controls for three. That'd be neat. And so, like, when they said, you know, we, we're going to be back with more news on Metroid Prime 4 later, I was like, yep, here it comes. And was very pleasantly surprised they are making just a whole new Metroid game. I'm really, this was, if not my favorite game to see of the show, very close to it. I'm, surprised, maybe- that, I'm surprised that all of us feel that way. Because, uh, I, I mean, yeah. it just looks so cool. It's maybe my favorite look for Samus. I think she looks really cool. And I like that that whole white and blue and red. 
Earlier, I was the on eBay. Things. The, the, the Amiibos are already going for like eighty dollars right now. That's such bullshit. I man, I yes. I really I really want that special edition, but who knows when it's going to be back in stock? Yeah, just give it time. Like, yeah, what we if you look at how things have played out for like the limited event items they did last year, like those haven't run out. You can still mm-hmm. get Mario Game and Watch new in stores, even though Mario is dead. The Game right. and Watch lives on. <laughs> right 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 yeah no i i figure it'll it'll come back eventually but i i want the special edition of that um the only other game that really that i was really like pumped for was WarioWare get it together um which yeah. looks yeah. so fun uh, i love yeah i love uh uh the WarioWare games and this looks like a great evolution i mean it's perfect for the switch right and for switch controls and whatnot it's it's like a match made in heaven. So I, I'm excited to to see how that, that turns out. Same. I'm definitely getting that. And I'm definitely getting the new um, uh, the slash old Mario Party. I didn't get extremely oh, yeah. excited. I didn't get very like filled with mirth, like I said, with those two titles. But I'm definitely buying them. And they had a, the treehouse uh, with the Mario Party remastered or whatever it's called. You know, like, I don't remember what it's called. Mario Party Collection. It's super but, st- Superstars. Oh, thank you. So it looks good. There's like, a, there's a lot of boards. It looks fine. It, I'm definitely going to, you know, spend my money on that, unfortunately. It, it, it looks, I mean, so much. They're pulling so much from Super Mario Party, right? In terms of just like the mechanics and, and everything. I yeah. Part of me wonders if it should have just been like DLC for Super Mario Party, but yeah, um, sure. I'll, t- I'll, I guess I'll take this new game instead. Maybe I mean, will any of us still play Super Mario Party if we all buy Super or not even Mario Party Superstars? No, I, I'll trade. Uh, I'll trade in Super Mario Party if we do that. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, I mean, I, I came away from the direct with like more games that I think that I've planning to buy than from all the other presentations combined. Like I'm excited about Shin Megami Tensei five excited about the advance wars remake. I'm excited about this fatal frame port like that, Hmm. like both advance wars and fatal frame. If you had like, if you had bet me before the show, like all my money, I'd be broke. Like I would never have predicted that both those games would show up. That's (laughs) right. Totally out of left field. Yeah. The advance war is really surprising. Especially that it's like not a new Advance Wars game. It's just like a rem- a total remake of the first two. Um, but I, I think that's cool. I might check that out as well. I'm uh, I will skip Fatal Frame. Too scary. Uh, and <laughs> there was something. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei. Um, yeah, I mean it looks really good. And I wish you know it was Persona Four Golden being ported to the Switch, but it's not. Maybe eventually. Give it time. There's still, I think, processing the fact that it sold really well on Steam and going like, oh, huh, maybe we can do something. They've been that. processing it for a year, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like to think they're still having weekly meetings going, man, can you believe how well it sold on Steam? Should we should we put it on other platforms? And it's a, they put it to a vote and it ties yays and nays every time so they can't Aww. make a decision. Can't make a decision. So they have to keep bringing it up at the next meeting. I, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Because then if it, if it was a no vote, they would have just talked about some other game. But no, because it's a deadlock, they can't move on. Right. We'll reconvene this same time next week. Really think about it, guys. Really think about it. No one budges. So who do you think won if a developer won? Like personally, personally for you or just like in general? Because I feel like... Just for you. Well, I think the true winners were the gamers. <laughs> Boo. Um, I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna do one of those. <laughs> yeah. I think I think as much as as much as I really enjoyed Nintendo and it's more fresh in my mind, I think Xbox brought it. And they should be recognized for bringing it like they did. Um, so the, I'm gonna give it to Xbox, even though uh, I, I did enjoy Nintendo's conference. Bill? Um yeah, I mean, I think Microsoft had the best overall presentation. Like they, you know, if, if if this is a marketing event, this is the that's the one that made me most go like, oh, they have a lot of fun things that you can do with their thing, and I want to thing that thing. <laughs> um, Indeed, thing the thing. I want to thing the thing too. Uh, you don't mean a thing if you don't thing that thing. <laughs> this is no truer words were ever spoken. Uh. In my imagination of the future, Sony won. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably. Yeah. When they do their conference, they'll drop the mic. Yeah. I really, I truly believe that. And uh, I mean, it's all just forecasting right now, but I got my finger on the pulse of all these 80% wrong rumors. But, you know, you can usually weed out and tell which ones are real. (sighs) Without Sony, definitely. Microsoft Bethesda like took it for sure even though mm. you know not super interested in a lot of those games there's no denying that they brought the hype they brought surprises everything looks friggin cool and they brought a wide spectrum of types of games for people and like you said Brandon with like first day game pass that's awesome it's crazy the mat the value you get for that it's nuts yeah well, as Blackstreet featuring Dr. Dre once said, play on, playa. I think that's what we're all going to be doing here with these games and many more to come in the future. Until then, though, I think we'll call this episode of So Many Bits to a Close. And just, uh, Diane Brandon, Brandon and Di, thank you so much for coming on once again to uh, chat video games with me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, if you want people to find you anywhere, uh, online where can they find you i am diebillick you can find me at diebillick.com diebillick on twitter or diebillick on instagram i know it's hard to remember <laughs> you can find me on twitter at bwe shock awesome as for us we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com like us on facebook where so many bits there follow us on twitter and tumblr at so many bits Subscribe to us on iTunes, or please rate and review. We're on uh, Simplecast. Yes, we're on Simplecast. Uh, or head over to nerdlogs.com for so many bits there. Uh, we play games, twitch.tv slash so many bits, usually on Wednesday and Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. And last but not least, just uh, thank you very much for listening. Have a great summer. You said it again. I'm happy. Yay. Yay. Yeah.